morning. Good morning, America. This is The Daily Answer, your host, Mark Dunnigan. A while back, I ran into Ecclesiastes 11, verse 5. Just as you do not know the path of the wind and how bones are formed in the womb of the pregnant woman, so you do not know the activity of God who makes all things. God's far more involved in this world than we realize. Recently, a good friend out on the West Coast wrote me and asked if I had any stories about people being encouraged by knowing that others were praying for them. And along with that, stories of answered prayers across the nation. Well, my experience with answered prayer includes the fact that I had always been told by my mother that I was the answer to her prayers. And I don't think that was just a sentimental statement. She had been unable to conceive for years, for like 14 years. Then suddenly, well, suddenly she's pregnant. The doctor informed her not to get her hopes up about this baby, for I would either die or be born with severe mental disabilities. She prayed that God would let her know every day that I was alive. And then she said she actually later regretted that aspect of the prayer after I showed up bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, seeing, aware, so glad to be here, and a bundle of energy as a small child. I've always wondered if prayers, someone's prayers, kept me alive back in 1975 when I rolled the Volkswagen, came out without a scratch. I had not been praying, but had my parents been praying for me as I went out that night? Well, those things you think about. Then what about all those prayers that we prayed when younger, that we would find someone to marry, a good husband or wife? It's easy to forget such prayers, wondering what our future spouse would be like. And in many instances, the good husband, the good wife did show up. My wife's family had adopted a little boy years ago who grew up and got into trouble. And in trying to help her son, my mother-in-law had been reading. And she had been reading that sometimes if an adoptee could find his or her birth mother or family, that sometimes that can be helpful when they're experiencing problems as a young person. So that was her prayer, that he would find his birth mother. Now, this was pre-internet. This was also pre um, where that was encouraged, okay? This was still during the time that things like that were sealed. And many of the people that had given up their babies for adoption did not want to be contacted, did not want that public. Well, so that's not going to be an easy task. That's like finding a needle in a haystack back when my mother-in-law was praying that prayer. That would be a time where you would have to have hired some private detective and, you know, shelled out a lot of money. And even then, maybe you were up against a system that was hush-hush. 
Well, finally, finally that boy got in so much trouble that he was sent to a juvenile detention facility. And they didn't have room for him in the one cabin he was slated to be in, so they put him in another cabin. And there he is, there he is one day playing cards with another kid. And a random stranger walked by, paused and said while laughing, <laughs> looks like you two could be brothers. They stayed on topic, started to compare notes, family notes. You know, uh, well, I don't, you know, I don't know about my family because I was adopted. Well, you know, here's my family, but I have a younger brother who was adopted. Yeah, well, I was born in 1961. Oh, that, that's the same year my younger brother was born. Well, I was born in this town. Well, that's the same town my younger brother was born in. Yeah. My wife's brother was sitting across the table from his biological brother. They both ended up in juvenile detention in the same cabin at the same time. <laughs> now, you might say coincidence. <laughs> okay, I just find that what, when you pray, a lot more of those coincidences happen. You know, as I, as I talk about this, I think of the people I have known over the years. While serving as an elder back in Oregon, Along with the other elders, I was asked to come over and pray one evening for a family where the wife had just been diagnosed with cancer. And those prayers were answered. I know of a friend who had a stroke. His wife found him on the floor by the bed, passed out. They rushed him to the hospital. People were praying. And the doctors in like record time First, first try in, first try in. There's the blood clot. There it is. There it is. And they were able to get it out quickly. And he's living, I would say, pretty much a normal life to this day. I have seen Christians who had tumors in their skulls where they opened up their head, opened it up and pulled stuff out and put that head back on, you might say, or part of the skull. Major surgery. Earnest prayers. And those, and their faithful, fruitful members to the Lord this day. You know, it's easy to forget about all the answered prayers. We, we tend to forget about our answered prayers. All the babies that are born healthy. All the medical problems which are caught quickly. Adoptions which are successful, for otherwise that baby often would have been aborted. All the answered prayers for safe travels. That God would open up doors for us, for the word. My wife and I have seen that in our lives. Our prayer was that as we went across the country on our nomad quest, that God would use us and open up opportunities to help and encourage others, and that prayer has been definitely answered and is still being answered. It is. It, it, it's so easy to forget. Sometimes we 
focus on the one or two prayers in our life thus far that has not been answered. And you know what sometimes that is? That's a prayer for someone we love who's not living right. Or it could be, I know there's a number of people out there that would really like to get married. They just can't find anybody yet. They would love to have children, women that would love to have children, just haven't found a good man yet. And so there's a prayer. It is easy, though, to forget about, okay, but what about all the answered prayers in my life? There's also the long, long prayers. That is the prayers that it took decades, decades to answer. While being in Florida, I heard about a baptism. It was the father of a Christian. And the man was around 84. Well, how long had that family been praying for that? And he finally decided to bow to need Jesus. I remember years ago, I knew a couple and he was a Christian and she was not. And I don't know, I think like 20 years into their marriage, she was baptized. And he had been praying about that probably every day of his married life. Mm, never say never, my friend. My wife and I have heard of many such cases where a non-Christian parent or spouse who has a Christian son or daughter or mate, years later, years later, becomes a Christian. I remember one story about a a man who was raised by a Christian mother, and she definitely prayed for him and prayed for him, but he he went off and did his own thing, and she passed away. And then years after she was gone, I don't know, like in his late 60s or 70s, he was baptized into Christ. And when he came up out of the waters of baptism and in newness of life, was drying off and got his clothes back on, he said, that would have made my mother happy. Wow. Answered prayers. And there's many other examples of that. And I'm collecting them as I go across the country. The ones that just, you hear the story and you go, hmm, those moments that make you just go, hmm, okay, yeah, that might be coincidence, but oh man, that just doesn't seem like a coincidence. You know, sometimes you look at the world and you say, Marcus sounds pretty good, pretty good, but I look out the world and yeah, I know that God hears and answers prayer and I know that God's involved, but that's a pretty wicked world out there with well, first of all, first of all, just realize that your slice of the world is skewed. That is, the information you get about what happened in the world today comes from the news, but the news only reports the negative. It typically does not report the positive. A lot good happened today. You know, people were baptized today and people got their lives together today and people found people found a great person to marry today and 
new life came into the world today and healthy babies were born today and families got together and prayed to get day and people were encouraged today. Okay. Just, just, just keep in mind that, well, okay. What's your reference point for what happened in the world today? What's the news? Okay. But the news is negative. The news tells you all the bad things that happen because that sells because that gets an audience. Because at the end of the days, at the end of the day, the news is a business. Okay. It's not a, it's not some nonprofit. <laughs> it's a business. It's there to make money. Just remember that. Just remember that. And so looking at the world through the lens of the news is a skewed perspective, an incredibly inaccurate perspective of the way the world really is. There's a lot of good out there. But here's the other thing. Even if, even, if the, even if the world is pretty rough, even if the world has a lot of suffering and pain in it, okay? Did the world have a lot of suffering and pain in it in the Old Testament? Well, yeah, you've read the Old Testament, right? Man, look at what the way the world was before the flood of Noah. Every thought of the heart was, you know, continually. Look at the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. Look at the chaotic period of the judges. Um, Ahab and Jezebel, his wife, were evil people, right? Right, yeah, okay, okay, yeah. What else happened? Well, there was always a reset, yeah. There was like a flood, or fire and brimstone came down and wiped out Sun like more in the other cities of the plain, or judgment from God arrived. Ahab suddenly dead, hit by some random arrow in a weak point of his armor. And someone was not even aiming at him. And Jezebel, well, Jezebel suddenly thrown out the window and the dogs eat everything of hers except what? The palms of her hands? And they're gone. And when it go, and Haman, Haman, who is like second in charge and is invincible, ends up being hanged on his own gallows. And that goes down quick. That goes down fast. God's involved in this world. God rules in the kingdoms of men. Yeah, but it looks like evil people. And uh, yeah, it looks like, it looks like, it looks like. In the Old Testament, were there times that it looked like? Well, yeah, yeah. But there was a reset. judgment came things happened quickly and suddenly the wicked were no more and even even if the wicked went even if the wicked lived a long prosperous life psalm 73 right even in that scenario what does the writer tell us even if they die you might say they live a long life they live a very comfortable life and then they just die. The psalmist says, surely you set them in slippery places, Psalm 73, 18. You cast them down to destruction, how the destroyed in a moment. They are utterly swept away by sudden terrors. Like a dream when one awakes. O Lord, when aroused, you will despise their form. Well, what's that all about? Well, I think what that's about is that here they are, 
they've lived a long life. They've they've done a lot of damage, and it looks like things never caught up to them. And they're old and in a nice house or whatever, and surrounded by all sorts of comforts, and they die. And as the rich man lifts up his eyes in torment, and suddenly they're surrounded by the king of all terrors. And it's too late. And there's no way to escape. So don't envy them. (laughs) So don't envy them. God's involved. God rules in the kingdoms of men. God's working behind the scenes. And a lot's going on. And a lot of prayers are being answered. Until next time, we will see you in the funny papers.